This is Valley Edition. I'm Kathleen Schock. In many ways, climate change is already a reality for agriculture here in the San Joaquin Valley. But just as higher temperatures and prolonged drought signify serious problems for ag, they're also presenting opportunities to adapt. In this interview, KVPR's Carrie Klein spoke about those drawbacks and opportunities with Topon Patuk, a professor and climate adaptation specialist with UC Merced and the University of California Division of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Most of us are are familiar with at least some of the, you know, the biggest variables involved in climate change. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we're looking at rising temperatures, more variable precipitation, more extreme weather events like drought. So what are some of the most concerning ways that these factors could in turn affect agriculture here in the San Joaquin Valley? What we have seen is rate of increase in the minimum temperatures is considerably higher than the maximum. You know, the minimum temperature is associated with chill hours. And, and if you know many of those specialty crops, they do require certain amount of chill accumulation during the winter time to break their dormancy and go for uh, bloom and, and bud break uh, more in a, a homogeneous fashion. So if crops don't get enough chill, that can have some adverse impact uh, on their production in the next season or so. Um, that said, there are a lot of research being done to come up with new varieties that doesn't require that the higher number of chill. And so, so those kind of things, once you know, those varieties are in market, some of this impact could be uh, alleviated. The other impact, the broader impact that I can think of that's also associated with uh, increasing the temperatures is um, increased effect on pests and diseases. So, you know, when, when you have the temperature increases, similar to crops, insects also can alter their life cycle based on the temperatures. And so what we can expect is a higher pest pressure, higher disease pressure, or higher weed pressure. The other impact related again to temperatures and then what, that's something we have seen and, and I have done some work on modeling work on, on processing tomatoes is that when you have this gradual increase in the temperature, you can see a shift in their growing cycle. So what we found is that um, when temperature is increased, uh, they reach their different growth stages much faster. And so your, your cycle from emergence to maturity, that could shift earlier. And so if they don't get enough time to reach their growth stages at the optimum time frame, that could potentially impact on their production. So even if you see their maturity reaching earlier or you know, harvesting crops earlier, uh, you might expect reduced yields. Um, be, again, I haven't worked on it, but uh, these are the kinds of things from physiology perspective you, might, you may expect as an adverse impact it could potentially be useful in some sense to agriculture. Uh, and this is a work I co-authored with the scientist Lauren Parker. And, and what we found is um, with this increase in the minimum temperatures, you're going to see much reduced risk of frost exposures uh, in the winter time. So, you know, if there are places where the crops were 
vulnerable to frost exposures, those other places could potentially be viable for crop production in those regions. Okay, got it. But then, of course, you know, climate change itself uh, and these potential impacts, these are not the end of the story because sure. growers and researchers like yourself are also working to adapt to climate change, you know, make their crops and commodities more resilient to it. So what are some of the ways in which, you know, your research has shown that crops could maybe be made to adapt to a changing climate? If you think from the growers' perspective, they are continuously adapting to these changes, right? I mean, you know, it's the, so, and then when we think about this climate change, it's a gradual risk. And so whatever the adaptation strategies are there, um, there are many of them. And then, so I think it's, it depends on the location. It depends on the urgency. I did not mention about extreme heat, for example, and that's, that's one of the biggest concerns. And so if that becomes critical for production, for crops like wine grapes or raisins um, or, or any other crops for that matter, then you might want to look for changing a variety that might be more heat tolerant. But again, I think this is a pretty complex system that you know a lot of these decisions are not just based on the temperature stressors, but also market. The other biggest challenge is water uh, and in California, as we all know. And so researchers are looking for ways in which we can improve water use efficiency on, on many crops and applying techniques like deficit irrigation. So, you know, applying less irrigation, but still not compromised on the production to the, that extent. And so that kind of research is adopted by, by growers. Uh, and then again, that depends on their urgency and their needs. And so these are a few examples. The other thing I want to mention is if we think about future adaptation, I think we need to take into account how can we make those research really crop specific, really region specific. And so, so that when the growers are making those decisions, they have all that information that they need. And so in, in that area, we are working to create you know, list of uh, decision support tools for growers. And so it's the, the project is called Caligro Climate, uh, in which we are trying to use weather and climate raw information, translate them into more, you know, risk management uh, decision support system for growers. So that, you know, just as an example, if growers know their uh, heat risk for next 10 days, are there any um, mitigation strategies they can apply in that time frame to uh, minimize risk to their crop, for example, or you know whether they want to make decisions on certain varieties or that kind of thing. So we are working on creating those type of tools for growers across California, and so that's still under construction. But uh, I think these are the things that can help growers to make those decisions. Another critically important aspect of adaptation is increasing, you know, technical service provider, technical assistance providers capacity to address these issues with growers, right? And so, you know, many times these um, technical assistance providers do not have kind of information needed uh, to communicate with, with farmers, for example. So we, we are potentially trying to address those kind of things. And the other important thing is 
to engage growers in the dialogue with, with, you know, what are the challenges that they are facing and what types of information resources they need. And so, so that we can build those resources uh, tailored to their needs. So California, you know, produces a third of the country's vegetables, two thirds of its fruit and nuts, not to mention huge amounts of dairy and poultry that we have here. Of course, agriculture also brings in billions of dollars into our local economies. So are we in danger of losing this abundance and losing the the profits that we've been able to maintain for so long in this area because of climate change? You know, are you optimistic that agriculture can overcome these hurdles with climate change? Or do you think that, that we're really in danger of losing a lot of this? No, I'm, I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I think I, I wanted to stress this point that adaptation, we need to really pay attention to, you know, how we make our agriculture more resilient to climate risks. I think we have a lot of advancements in, in terms of, you know, the types of solutions we might have. And at the same time, we also will need to look into the future and embrace some of the changes, you know, to keep it resilient in, in some sense. So being optimistic, yes, I am pretty optimistic about, you know, agriculture will still be vibrant and, and because of, you know, diversity that California brings, um, that's why we have like 400 crops uh, growing in California. And so that kind of diversity, um, it's not going to go away right away, but I think at the same time, we need to, be critical about and, and be giving importance to adaptation along with the mitigation. Okay, great. Well, Tapan Patak, a cooperative extension specialist in climate adaptation with the University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources in Merced. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me.